a joke about a casual joke about Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, um, and how he's not to blame. No, <laughs> we need context for that. Um, so this is the second half of quite a long show, which is now at current. This is our review of series four, episode one. But hey, now, I think a lot of people want this. We've had three weeks off, so let's let's end, literally open at, the floodgates of the content floodgates and filter. And <laughs> there will be some. There will feed. be some lovely trout coming down, but there will also be a lot of <laughs> shit. We've got to put up with all of it. No, um, this is. Uh, well, we always end with this, and we've actually got quite a lot. So before I hear any, thank you for getting in touch. Well, Except, I want to say thanks as well. No, but I said it. Well, so you can just edit no, me out. <laughs> we've honestly we've we've been literally elongate elongated how do you say that, that word doesn't make any sense we've got a lot of feedback we've got a lot of and it's always and it's always lovely to hear from you all and can I, incidentally is we lovely. put out a call out for um the best we asked people if they'd give us a five-star review on uh, apple podcasts and the best one uh, would get a mouse mat. And we did post the winner on our Twitter. So please, if you are listening to this, get in touch and promise we will um, send you a mouse mat. Gary, not... they never got in touch with us, Gary, but um, oh, you still owe uh, me yeah. seven quid for our, our Zoom license. So I'll let you um, finance the whole, uh, the package and delivery and customization of the uh, just of the mouse remind mat. you of, on my own back, the uh, mouse mat <laughs> that I sent as a prize to one of our live streams. Seven quid. No, I, I, I don't. I said to you, you don't have to share that. So yes, don't worry. It's all right. Thanks very much. What if I transfer you seven quid and do nothing now? That'd be easy. <laughs> well, that. hey, the, we got a lot of lovely reviews. So please continue to support us on the podcast. However it is, you know, rate, review, subscribe. That's one thing that you can do. You can also buy us a coffee on Kofi. And you can also subscribe to Patreon that, though, for loads of... Um, ledger, just so. I absolutely will. So this is from Rob on Apple Podcasts. He gave us a three-star review. Uh, Gary. I know that. <laughs> um, I've stuck with this podcast throughout their review of Series 2 and it's been more of a struggle than a pleasure. It's <laughs> well, you know, good, isn't it? I really want um, to say something. but No, I, I love all feedback, good and bad, and actually... I don't. I go through quite a no, vigorous QA process of our podcast. We want it to make it as good as it possibly can be. No, we anyway, don't get very. We don't get bad. We don't actually. Yet. No. It's anyway, not. he goes. He did give three stars, so it's not three stars. It's food for thought. I must give them credit for producing a podcast on such a niche subject. They've clearly listened to the shows hundreds of times, which is a good and a bad thing. Uh, they could do so much more around the time and space these shows are broadcasted and the changes of Carl, Steve, and Ricky's relationship, which I think we do do. Uh, you know, we yeah, show how their relationship It's an interesting changes. point, I think, but it, it's not, I can't say you're wrong, but, you know, I feel we've no. done that. But um, maybe not enough. Maybe not enough. The standout episodes and interviews have done with XFM car related contributors there are measured, funny, and insightful. So thank you. Um, yeah. However, their hatred of Ricky makes their review of individual episodes a hard listen at times. Their belief that he now stands as a gateway to the far right is ridiculous and a clear misunderstanding of Ricky's anti establishment act that still is the core of what he was and is as a performer i wanted to like this podcast i really did but it's time to listen to the rival podcast and see what that's like this has also helped there not be an episode one series three on apple well there is rob if you go to our youtube we did actually review that episode but as a live show I don't think he's going to go. Probably, I don't uh, think so. I think we've I lost think him. Um, I don't. I don't even know what rival podcast no, he's talking about. So that don't <laughs> that's news to me. That's to me, mate. And, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, is it from prison? <laughs> the prison broadcast. Strange race. No, I can. 
I can't say he's wrong on the first bit, but I can say he's wrong pretty much on saying we hate Ricky. We're but very do, what do you think of his defence, though? Because like, this is, no, you know, if we, if we were doing have... BBC impartiality, he's saying it's part of the Anti-Establishment Act, which is what yeah. he is at the core. I think what do you think of that as defence? Some people have the more simplistic way of like, conceiving something, and some people... Can Are you calling Rob stupid? No, I'm just saying it's a, you know, it's more simplistic kind of not to recognise that. I think he, you know, because there's, it's not like clear, like he's far right. We've never said that, no. but notice, you know, how that, that gateway works, and to see others, people who've, you know, been on that journey, it's kind of, it's a, it, it's, I don't want to sound, but I think it's a more complex way, of, and it's nuanced because we are. We, it is, yeah. And I don't, so, I think that's lost on him. I think he's one of the people who just see, you know, they. they Obsessive with defending. Well, you want Ricky to like costs. Ricky, don't you? And that's lovely too. And we that's do. Funny. We say look, we compliment. Hey, don't have a go at me, mate. Have no, a go no, at I'm, I'm vicariously saying it to him. Thanks very much. We we, we give a very balanced view. When when it's not positive, we're clear. We don't. We yeah. never slag off gratuitously. I don't think he just can't see. I okay. I see it. It's a sort of. It doesn't exist as a something you can touch. But I think I'm pretty sure that. It exists like that. He is a gamer. To see that, you have to you have to not be blinded. Like he's obsessive about Ricky because he he hears anything and he kind of it, it's not nice because if you're a fan of Ricky, you might think and you hear someone say that, you might think, well, I'm not in the far right. Is, is that saying I am? We're not but saying that's that challenging all. people's views. No, I'm not. Some people are, but I'm not saying it about individuals. No. There are people who like Ricky who are good. You look at comment. You look at people where I have spent a long time going through. Time after time, there'll be the nastier <laughs> people, and he isn't, but he attracts that. And he, but at this point, he definitely knows he's doing. Well, from one well, Rob to well, another. Well, thanks, you, you know, downgrade us if you want. After that, no, don't, no, no, absolutely don't. Um, this is from Rob Banks, uh, our Patreon, and he said, um, he's, he's going to be nice, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to be nice. I meant to say, I listen to all of the RSK content in double speed because I know the script so well, and I don't feel like I lose out and gain from the fact that I listen to more. I'm interested to know if I'm the only one or if there are more weird people like me. No, someone said it like a few months ago. I'm sure. Do you Probably remember? Was Rob someone, Banks. Yeah, yeah. Stop going on about it. <laughs> no, um, interesting. Never ever thought of doing that with anything. No, but I can see why you would do that. Yeah, but yeah, it's over twice as quickly. Don't you want it to last a whole? Hour? I don't think it's about. It's. It's. The, I suppose it's just that over no. familiarity. But I. I think for me, the joy comes in enjoying them at normal speed rather than just rushing through them. But I can well, it, totally understand the reason for it. They sound, you sound like a cartoon in double speed. It, you sound, you go higher and it just would sound weird. Mm. Like, I've never thought of doing that, Rob, but I, I will do that for the next week with everything, which is nothing. Um, people might be listening to this episode on double speed, so we should talk really slowly so it balances out. Do you know what? Put it on triple speed. Get, get it done sooner. This is from Alan White. Um, I like that, or, Rob, though. Good, nice point. Enjoying the podcast and that. Been listening to RSK since the Guardian podcast started. Found the XFM shows and went from there. I was quite an active member on the Pilkopedia around 2007, 8 and 9, having a lot of time on my hands, both being a student and clinically fed up. (laughs) Um, Alan's got some very interesting points, actually, and I would like to get Alan um, actually on the show because he goes on. Instead of me. Well, maybe. (laughs) See how well this goes. (laughs) 
They were pretty interesting times to be a, a fan of RSK. I remember when what is now called Series Zero was uploaded out of the blue by someone calling themselves Jezik, <laughs> which is funny. That's um, Ricky's character for an investigative detective. Think that was also the time a lot of fans turned against Ricky. Relations had been pretty good before then, but he seemed to turn. He decided to claim copyright of the XFM shows, maybe he just got the rights from the station, and rather than asking Pilkopedia to remove them, he got his mate Glynn to shut the website down. He also edited a screenshot of the Pilkopedia forum to demonstrate how fans uh, who were criticising his outfit were actually doing so out of some competitive desire to seem edgy and arch rather than having valid opinions. I think this might have been a key point for Ricky as his explosion into true superstardom coincided with the first instance of his work not being met with ubiquitous praise for the first time since the Office series uh, one aired. At this point, he could have taken the valid criticism on board, challenged himself and improved, maybe by working with people who had different ideas. Instead, he chose to dismiss the negative comments stick in his comfort zone, surround himself with yes-men and churn out repetitive work aimed solely for the section of pod uh, fans who continue to declare his genius. That's just a yeah, that's very good. Very interesting trivia around the copyright of the XFM shows. We've never had correspondence like that and it's interesting to have that insight because previously Gary and I had reached out to Radio X about um, perhaps using some of like the clips on our podcast, but we found yeah. out that Ricky actually owned the, po- the, the copyright. And do you remember when so, he did... Somehow got to Emma Thompson, agent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Somehow got to Emma Thompson, we were contacted with it. They said, also, no. And then they said, oh, no, it's someone in France. Yeah. But I guess from what Alan's saying, uh, the rights remain with, with Ricky. It's an ambiguous thing. I think that Ricky, they told us that Ricky owns the rights. Ricky swears that he doesn't. Or, or if anything that happens with them the being taken down. But he was so adamant on Twitter because something coincided. Do you remember something was taken mm. down just as something came out? There was, it, well, he, uh, loads of people had taken the shows off Spotify. We did, do you remember we spoke about this when yeah. we were in Brighton at that pub? But there was something that uh, related to Ricky that had happened that made it seem more like a coincidence, like he'd done it. And I thought he'd done it, but reading what he put, because he would dip into like the small people like us, like having a conversation, which he rarely does. And what he put was quite convincing. Like, I just don't think he'd lie about it. It's just. It's a weird thing to lie about. I think he claims ignorance and actually he's got a big army of um, PR people around him. Because, because and, and this is this is another thing. We, we've talked a lot about comedy offence in light of the supernature dropping on Netflix. But if he really had nothing to show, then why wouldn't you celebrate the xfm shows because i tell you what stuff on that show is more edgy and uh, offensive than anything he's saying now <laughs> yeah well it's the same thing but it's much funnier when it's just unplanned and just happened as he does and he is a genius at that and yeah the XFM is. but yeah it's kind of yeah touches on things we've been saying that's the thing i would say that was a good point about what we were saying earlier it's not that he who he offends which is is annoying and he does it without understanding humour. It's the fact he can't take it back. Like if he, if someone gives it back to, I don't just mean a heckler, but if someone, like he he gets really defensive and it reminds me of like just Carl saying that he likes Lowry's because Ricky gets defensive at that. Mm. Like it's rare, but when his intellect is challenged like or something knowledge about science, he hates it. He doesn't like it. And that's kind of how he is now. Mm. But, but just pure, he's taken out the comedy. <laughs> from next yeah. just get the offence 
done it planned so it's less funny so it's all defense at plus more and equally as fragile and it makes him less likable as a result of it whereas he is immensely likable in those early days isn't it yeah but i'd always say like he would be a really annoying person to be with like genuinely but johnny vaughan (laughs) i love he would and he says it about himself and most annoying man in the world but yes they're they're geniuses alan put it interestingly because he's kind of put a time on it he thinks it kind of happened around there whereas i would have put it later i think until when he did on the road life on the road that, don't need a heavy load yeah that no, the songs are great but songs are good no the, that kind of that's when he the song he did is about slough no it's interesting to think 2007 well, Alan goes and, on. I thought that everything that could be said about the XFM shows would have been said on Pilkopedia back in the day. E.g., what was the shed story? And can you have an animated JPEG? I brought that up, didn't I? I said it's a GIF, not a JPEG. Uh, but you managed to bring fresh takes and interesting insights. Might see you at Edinburgh if you make it up. Have you thought about doing, uh, oh, this is interesting. Have you thought about redoing the first half of series two? Now you have more of an idea of what you were doing and a handful of listeners to contribute. Contribute. Yeah. You're the soundest podcast in the area. I don't like all the stuff you say, <laughs> but you're actually doing what, uh, Good. <laughs> doing what's that? You keep no. doing, you keep going, persevere, and it's worth listening to. Anyway, oh. okay. <laughs> oh, cheers, Alan. You, re- you really read that as you, you read that one. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah. He said, we will oh, see yeah, you yeah. in Edinburgh. Can I yeah, just say that? That's that's very like 2007. I'm trying to put piece that back in my mind. It's very interesting. No yeah. one's ever made a point like that. I should Definitely. think about that further, Alan, and, and report back next week. <laughs> uh, this one's from um, Liam Barker. All right, boys. I was really happy to hear my email read out on the last episode of your show. Yep. I was genuinely sitting reason. there. <laughs> I was oh, genuinely sitting there with the biggest grin, so thank you for that. Gary gave the question, how long does it take to get me through the XFM shows, the guide tos and the podcasts? And honestly, I don't know. When I would put it on before I go to sleep, I make sure to shut the timer for 45 minutes before it turns off so I don't miss out on too much, but still have enough time to listen to before I sleep. I actually have my own plan to remaster the shows to fix the audio levels, especially in the earlier shows where you, can, where you can't hear Carl without turning the volume up. But then I need to turn it down again because of Ricky inhaling the mic when he laughs. If I ever get round to it, I will send you a link to download them. And maybe you can share it with the listeners who have been wanting a remaster as well. Well, can I say, Liam, do check out uh, our Twitter page because there is actually a gentleman uh, who is currently in the process of remastering uh, the shows. He's done one to three so far i always retweet them and urge you to i don't know youtube convert them and um, remaster your whole collection so you don't actually need to do it he goes on remaster our shows could you before I <laughs> could, you, could you edit our shows yeah <laughs> i also listen to a couple of other audiobooks shows that i think you would like how which are james... dare you which are james acaster's classic scrapes and down oh. the line and actually i can that. recommend both those because i i have downloaded classic scrapes which is uh james acaster used to come on um josh widdicombe's show on radio x and he'd do these he's got absolutely insane anecdotes and they're very funny okay, yeah, and down great. the down the line is from the um the people who did um the far show or a lot of the same people who did the far show and it's like a spoof phone in um talk show and i've only listened to a bit of it liam but have to say i'm really really enjoying it and definitely going to listen to more of it as he yeah, said you, um you, in you my recommended line, to, well not that one but a different james acaster podcast before we just to me off air well it's um 
James Acaster and Ed Gamble does this podcast called um, Off Menu, and Harry Hill was a guest on it, and it's like Desert Island, um, yeah, starter main and dessert. They have great guests, and you'd like it, Gary, just because it's got Harry Hill, and I can thoroughly recommend that. It's very funny. Look, I'd say James Acaster. The biggest compliment I can pay him is that he is the first really different. Like I'd say he's the first of his. Like there'll be more like him in 10, 20 years, but he's kind of, he's different enough from I other people. I didn't comedians understand that, that. That make him, my Google's <laughs> gone off. He's, my Google's gone off. I don't know. I thought I needed assistance. And I do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. no, but James Acaster is different. Do you not think that? He's, he's not like other people. Well, he does. Um, there was a, respect that once Supernature was released on Netflix. Yes. There was the clips that always resurface. Nishkumar. Is um James Acaster? Uh, yes, and the Nishkumar one, and also Frankie Boyle does a bit about uh, Ricky Gervais, and um, they're both very critical of the of the way that he um Frankie. targets trans trans people. I just love my favourite thing that Frankie Boyle says. Stop kicking um, the table. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry. He says, like, I can't remember how he puts it. He's like, why? Why do you keep going on about the animals? What have you done to oh, people? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> if you're so, like, obsessed about, no, I treat animals brilliantly. Like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. What, what you, who have you got? You really like the animals. Like, <laughs> like, you really like the animals, but you're not mentioning people so much. Have you done something <laughs> terrible? Which he hasn't, of course. But no. did that well. And James Lancaster, that bit he does on Ricky Gervais isn't, it seems old because it's so hmm. it's not it's a from the cold fake. lasagna hate myself 1999 which is you you're into your comedy and i know you don't watch enough modern myself. comedy but you would fucking love that gary tell I you i will check it out in a couple of years maybe <laughs> you know, as, as we're on a train you can show it to me next, oh, next to each other yeah. book seats <laughs> next to each other well, I don't want to My, be you don't like that, so awkward being next to you. I don't, don't mind being very close to you, but yeah. Does... Liam goes on. He says, "As I said in my last email, <laughs> Liam I think finished his email. So sorry. <laughs> so, um, as I said in my last email, I think Steve is extremely underrated, and I would like to put the question to you both: If you had three top Steve moments, what would they be, and why? As usual, keep up the fantastic work. Thanks, Liam. Uh, what would your top three Steve moments be? One, one that comes to mind is unusually it's from the podcasts. I can't remember which one and he's talking about Who are you, getting... Bruce Forsyth no it was when he's queuing oh, wow. up to get into a nightclub yeah it's that one it's that one that is brilliant and I've always said actually and you say he's underrated Liam I agree with you people would probably put him last out of their favourite people on the show but he is vital to it he's very good at telling an anecdote about his childhood or something that's happened to him that Carl has had the weirdest stuff happen, but Steve is, I've noticed that, little stories. Steve isn't as good as going into an ad lib as Ricky is. Like, Ricky's a master at that. But anything that real, like buying the laptop story, I love it. That's one of my favourite stories. Such a little, it's a laptop, getting into a nightclub. The Bond like, stories. I love I love it when he talks feel, about Bond films. Yeah, he speaks like very real, like you can yeah. imagine it. Whereas Carl's stuff's too ridiculous. And yeah. Ricky's sort of too high level, like tries to, you know, look down and this about religion and things. Whereas Steve kind of just gen- it's the media, like, isn't he? Thing. Yeah, and he's perfect at putting in just the right sort of self-deprecation. Yeah, I, I think he's definitely out of all of them. I, I probably resonate with him the most. Both his <laughs> unsu- his lack of success with the women. You're five and, foot um, nine, mate. 
Yeah. <laughs> but also, just, it can't be easy to, to live in somewhere shadows. I, th- I think he was perfectly content with it. But, you know, no. he, he did enable a lot of Ricky's behavior. But then you respect that too, because he was never, he never sought fame and fortune in the same way that Ricky did. I, I disagree. I think he absolutely, he was seeking fame and fortune more than Ricky was. Really? He just didn't get it. Like, it wasn't... It, he did brilliantly. Like, I'll forgive anything. I don't think he enabled Ricky's behaviour. That's like saying Ricky's behaviour was really bad, but he earned sort of... Well, if, if not that, then... But he, I think Steve, knew his place in that relationship. Yeah, he was quite happy to joke about it, but I don't. Yeah. I do believe those. They did actually have that conversation, and yeah. we were saying like, "You are not going to be earning as much as me." <laughs> Literally, almost like that. But, In a brothel. But Steve, you know, then he was on extras. So I think he enjoyed. He definitely enjoys fame. He said. He says he's in it for the, women, the money. He's got both. I yeah. and I kind of feel yeah he's he, he's earned it. And his series two of the Outlaws is coming on uh, the BBC iPlayer. June yeah they filmed back to back so that's coming out very very soon. Very well received compared to Afterlife. I think we did a and poll. also. If, well, if you want to go and uh, check out our review of the first series of um, The Outlaws, do go over to Patreon for loads more bonus content. Yeah. We're on a 25th hour of recording now, I think. It's all right. We've got a few more emails, then you can have the a lie down. coming up. No, I'm joking. Can I just say, going back to Alan's, because he, he made a point about going back to Series 2 but having some listeners on. It's a really good idea. I wouldn't quite do it like that, perhaps, but, you know, we would maybe have a about series two in general and have some listeners on i like yeah. the idea of having revisiting a series and doing it with listeners so it's a good good idea to do it slightly different definitely and this next one is from selfie and thank you and- Liam. i'm going backwards i'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> too many. thank you Liam, before this one's from selfie emmanuel gary and miles only found your podcast three weeks ago when searching on Spotify for RSK related stuff. Good on you for because <laughs> our our title could not be worse for CEO optimization and uh, Google search rankings. It's we, one of the lowest ranked things. We never focused group so like Rishi Sunak. That's a bit. That's sort of yeah, topical. Just... That is. Apologies for the long email, but I've held off as I wanted to catch up with all your episodes first. I have now done this to the possible permanent detriment of my relationship. Relationships with my wife and son they oh, still count towards the the rage jar that's <laughs> what i would have wanted you know you know when we started out um, no it's lovely to hear someone who's only recently like yeah. found us as well got, it shows we are yeah. findable we are you just really got to dig through the dirt you're the only one your thoughts are always entertaining and Thank quote you. often profound and not just oh. on rsk it's been a privilege to listen gary's comments you current... that other bloke <laughs> yeah, Rob. Gary's comments on current affairs and politics are spot on. I could have done oh, with hearing you. his thoughts on lockdown at the time. Gary, quick thoughts well, we on did, lockdown we, at we the did time. Do lockdown? Yeah, I agree with it. we did we did talk about it we did we did a lot of our shows we interviewed quite a few people during lockdown it's always first start with how you doing you know you're right like that's the beginning of the conversation that became the beginning and i I feel miles has developed quite the radio voice bbc six music surely beckons excuse me how Dang. Just saying. Single out Mars. <laughs> Even though you just singled out it's me. All Gary, like, it's all I've listen. got, Gary. It's all I've got. I've got no interesting thoughts and opinions or stories. That's what you bring to this Miles affair. Miles is face. <laughs> Always be Thanks the so face. Because I could recognise, you know, Miles has more. But I mean, I, you know, I've got I my I think you've got quite a recognised. My girlfriend did say, oh, can you just tell Gary? Um, she's from Poland. <laughs> 
Can you just tell Gary, um, it just needs to trim that beard. Yeah. I see. I like it. Well, I like this. That's the point, because I can't be bothered to shave. It is a risky business, shaving as well, especially when it's that long, because it yeah. could go horribly wrong. Uh, I've, ne- I've never shaved hair this long. The grade, you know, you've got Yeah, what grade do you use? What grade? Uh, no, I'm... I'm much longer than the longest grade, so I can't uh, trim it using that. I'd have to. I do sometimes touch around the edges, but yeah. the danger of that is you get a bit too much there, and then I know that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, it's a I'm risky business. Walk away, got a very good I, get, I, I get this with the tash though, and I'm like, oh, one wrong move, but I, I, and this I, tash is gone. I, I couldn't grow that. Yeah, you, you go that. You got a tash? Right no, it, I've got, yeah, it's there. It's like some men don't have that much here. I've got some, but yours is much. I have to say, I do quite like you without the beard as well, because there's something, there's certain charming about about your your baby face. Oh, it's quite nice. Know, Ralph Harris has his beard. You know, what's he ever done? <laughs> no, he said. I do uh, look a bit like. Selby goes on. The library is a real treat too. Do you remember that when we did the Detroit Spinners Library, where we slept to the song each week, and you got bored of it? Oh no, no, I think we stopped it, and then someone said, "Why have you stopped it?" We started it again, and someone said, "Why are you doing that?" And we stopped it. It's because you have. got bored. Um, well, I I just checked my iPod. I'm happy to go. Well, do you know it. what? Actually, I might I might pop in a song this week. So bear Should with we us. Should we, yeah, we, 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 we do one, do one this week? Let's do one this week. Let's do one. Let's do one. We can do it with a one. It will be um, the dedication and commitment plus real humour and insight you've brought to this is admirable. Thank you. That's Thank so you so kind. much, Selvi. Really For background, Lovely. I started properly listening to XFM when it went on air permanently in 1997. It felt genuinely cool really? and alternative. Intimate too. I have to say, I think Selvi's our oldest uh, listener in terms of how early he started listening. That's what I mean. Don't slag him off. No, I don't I mean, mean older. <laughs> I think he might be older. Yeah, I mean, I yes, he's clearly not 20. No other listeners have said that they listened that early. 97? Yeah, that's really early, way before Series Zero. He says, um, ideal for sad indie snobs like me who like to look down on Radio 1 types. I do concur with you, oh, Selfie. Well, this, and this it was sort interview of... interview with um, that man. Who was that? music man oh, why could you never remember matt everett i mentioned him earlier yeah. sorry matt everett listen to our interview with that because he's a kind of you know <laughs> he's he a music and it was sort of charming and shambolic as well they did indeed do real ads for local tattoo parlors if you won a competition prize so you'd funny. often have to visit the station to pick it up that is really <laughs> and i oh. seem to recall an episode when gervais spilt beer into the mixing desk that's so true because now it would just be like an email confirmation by the time yeah. it was like literally physical ticket to a gig yeah because there was email in 1997 but not yeah like you don't rudimentary was, wasn't it actually that's good insight because it, if you think like there couldn't have been a more perfect gervais doing his thing and xfm and them clashing around that time he's perfect for that. and then him finding steve and carl like if it was say radio one or two or three or four it wouldn't be allowed it's just the perfect coming together i think of um, station and platform and presenter selby goes on the initial changes no, when capital i'm oh, sorry no. No. you stop wiggling your table oh, so, so sorry. stop that sorry <laughs> the initial changes when capital took over were pretty horrendous but it had genuinely found its way forward with added professionalism by the time gervais a merchant rejoined i absolutely loved the rsk shows after they finished i managed to get hold of all of them and listen to them religiously so it's great to hear the opinions of fellow obsessive i gave up on xfm a while ago uh, the 2015 rebrand under Global Radios to a male-focused Radio X was an unbelievably retrograde move. 
I know you're interested in demographics. So for background, I'm a male 46-year-old Asian Londoner. If you're ever around in central London, do let me know. I'd be happy to stand you some grub and booze, sparkling Lindauer. I'm not made of money. Uh, all the best to use and use. I thought your analysis in episode uh, 48 was exceptional. PPPS, I'm just, he's just signed up to our Patreon now. And he has done, I can confirm the money is in the bank. But no, um, thank you so much, Self. I really enjoyed reading your, your email. That's lovely. And, yeah, um, thank you. And thanks for signing up. And I'm, I hope you're you're enjoying the, the bonus content. And do tell your friends. And, and uh, I hope your, your wife and your son, <laughs> our yeah. voices are not in impacting uh the household too much so i don't i don't want to be named on a divorce like fire he's bitter i actually do imagine if i was like yeah it's lovely and it's really interesting to hear what it was like actually listening back in 1997 i don't think any of our listeners have ever told us they listened that that long ago so it's really yeah you're insight. in the minority because then it, it like now we'll know it and you can download it anywhere. But then it was hard to get anywhere outside of London. And even in London, apparently it was crackly. Someone else said that to me. Their audience, about 10,000 max. The fact you were one of them, that's you should be proud of that. And if you are interested, we are going to do Series Zero, but we're going to go back to Series 1 after Series 4. We do aim at some point to go show by show through Series Zero. You've listened to more, Miles, than I have, but... Mm. Oh, I like it. It's very raw, very different. But yeah, just just if you're interested. If we... We'll see if he is. <laughs> what did you mean? You brought it up, Shelby. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. We will no. get that. This one is from Scott Goodall, who is our last email uh, of this week. Hi, guys. Hope you are well. I binge listened to your podcast from listening uh, from beginning to a few episodes in series three. I'm it's saving really cool. your current ones up so and I'll sweet. do a proper email soon. But I remembered in one of the... Sh- the ones I've listened to, you asked for recommendations of similar things to listen to. Obviously, nothing is similar to that drivel. <laughs> I've got one for you, which I think you'll really like. I'm re-listening to the Russell Brand shows on Radio 2 on YouTube. Very, very funny, and just as chaotic as Jerv, Smirch, and the K-Mans. All the best, guys, and keep up the good work. I've heard um Russell Brand shows that he did with Carl. Carl produced a bunch of shows on Radio 2. And they are. There's some good bits. When that. was it? Was it before the XFM show? No, 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 no. This is after now. Like 2005, six onwards. No, my main memories of um of Russell Brand was when he was doing um Big Brother, Big Russell. Brother's Big Mouth um on the which was like the E4 bonus show of Big but, Brother, but, obviously. Yeah, well, this came up. I you can't remember this, but he actually the first series he did that he had no his hair was short, no beard. Like, totally different. Just this really skinny... But when he did reinvent his look and he had the back-combed hair, you know, the mad kind of Amy Winehouse kind of bouffant. Oh, Gary, what's um, Amy Winehouse's favourite tube station? Uh, well, uh... Hi, Barnet. <laughs> so did you come up with that just then? That was, off shoot. Might... that was off shooting stars. I don't think I've done the other one the other the other shooting stars joke i've got to tell you so true or false uh david dickens son yeah uh, the one i like was when they said uh right name a person with four body parts and no one could get and it was toe knee hand cock and it's kind of like carl does and you said toe knee hand cock that's very good for the first couple of years when i heard that Maybe I'm stupid. This I'm admitting this. Well, I didn't understand the toe and the knee. Like I just thought, what's that? I, I hand. Okay, it's like hand and cock. I was just an idiot. And he means the male bird when he says that. 
No, I don't. I remember just really aspiring to be Russell Brand at that age. Like I was, it was, it was like in those it. early days where it was like 15, 16. Yeah, but I kind of, he was on the same bar as I am. So yeah. it seems ridiculous now because they're two completely different people. But I, I dressed up as Russell did, Brand for my 16th birthday. Boy, did you? Yeah, and I, yeah, I did. I, I had them, I backcombed my hair. That's no I shame. wore like women's jeans and stuff. And I was like, I really wanted to be him because I think it's that age where you kind of, and I remember I just walk around school, you know, talking very eloquently and moving lots of extravagant hand gestures and i was like I hope you were doing it you... with irony but i fear you were. i kind of wasn't yeah i don't know i genuinely but... thought i was like i it was just a bit creepy yeah like, a bit his... pratt we were a bit of a pratt i, I was very ill by that age uh, and yeah. also at school i did impressions of george Dawes. yeah no that um, russell brand i can so imagine you as that yeah. and, and you do have that look about you if you could yes. grow a beard, God. Cheers. He's a good looking guy, God. He is. You're the face Mm. Well, he's an actor, isn't he? Mm, well, we'll uh, thank you, friend. Scott. A uh, lovely email. So, uh, so nice, and it's so lovely to hear someone binge what listens to us. You know, it's just, yeah, not just what listen to listen. us, but like binge watch. I'm not yeah. saying you know we deserve the Sony at this stage but just nice release <laughs> a british podcast award bronze just just to bring it back to the start of what we talked about obviously of this um uh marathon episode is we we obviously opened we talked a lot about ricky's stand-up the most recent show Supernature, and i basically i put out a um a call out on twitter to get your views and opinions on a lot of people were mentioning that ricky reused a lot of um yeah. xfm stuff Absolutely. in the in the show apparently they did a bit where he says i'm um, talking about like you know nutters in america saying oh, i was reborn as um in past lives two napoleons were there you know things yeah. that have the trans stuff as well because he, he's like bloke with a cock or woman with a cock like he he uses the same sort of phrases i didn't watch it all but it was very like he took everything that you know that was offensive from the xfm shows but nothing that was funny anyway my question was i said here's the thing what are your thoughts on rsk reusing jokes quotes stories from the xfm days in their work and careers nowadays we got some great we got some great feedback from this but can I just ask you first, Gary, what are your well, thoughts? Because I was kind of looking keen there to get it. No, I'd say just generally, it's, I don't mind, it's not plagiarism. And I think it's totally legitimate to, they're his, it's his stuff, maybe, even if it comes from dialogue with Carl. I think he, he should be able to use some of that, but not use it direct and exact. I just happen to think he doesn't use the funny bits and he kind of just takes the offensive bits. That's bad. I don't think it's bad plagiarism for him he's allowed he should be allowed to use that material and talk about it now it's just boring he does the worst of it you know as a kind of thing there's nothing wrong with it it's his he came up with most of it most of the good lines are his so he should be able to use it but but just don't bother it's pretty shit well i got some very good feedback which you get another three star review from that And this is from RSK XFM. He says, overall, it makes me realise more and more that the XFM show was truly the pinnacle for them. Steve and Ricky are just off big office success and basically free to do whatever they want with very little responsibility. Then they stumble across Carl and it's pure magic. That's what I was saying earlier, like the, the XFM and Ricky to come together at the same time. And I know it happened before the office. It was just like the perfect match, even though he got fired mm. like. It's the only place that could fire him and would rehire him. There wasn't that much success at the time. They weren't huge. I remember that time. But yeah, it's just a good kind of combination. I'd say The Office is still their pinnacle, but 
yeah, the X-Film show is a close second. Oliver of Robert Jenks, who has signed up to be a patron. If they didn't, oh. I doubt the success that they had post-Office would have been this great. Remember, XFM's initial reach was probably only a few thousand people, but now it has millions of views and downloads. Do they think it's new to us and to some new fans? It is new material. That yeah. is a very important point to bear in mind, the fact that we're obsessive. We list these shows again and again and again. So we're annoyed that it's reused or rehashed well, because we're, we're just... I'm, not, I mean, I'm, not, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, it's just, yeah. regardless of how you feel, you do pick up on it because how can you not, right? Yeah. If, he, he could, if he'd done it cleverly, I wouldn't have minded. What I saw wasn't, and that goes for every stand-up show. Yeah. You know, especially the first one, Animals, he's kind of talking, he's going to use, you're going to use some of the same anecdotes. That's fine. I think he does it well in the earlier stand-ups, but yeah, he overdoes it. But they Steve, are o, Steve O backs up this point. He says, mm. I think people forget they are only human. Think about how many times we've used the same anecdote over and over, albeit uh, only in front of two people at best rather than millions. But point with sanding, uh, we would reference why we talk about it. We actually reach four people a week. This <laughs> I was going to say, Gary, how many times do you repeat your anecdotes? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, but they're so fun. It's kind of, it's just, it's, it's just, it's like addictive and it's like you're in a little club. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I do. Golf, I, I th- do you know what? That is such a legit point, Steve-O, because I do find myself in, in when I meet people and I meet friends and I'm like, I genuinely forget like what I have and haven't told people before. And it's just a literary slip of the memory. And me it's just... <laughs> well, we don't talk... anything from me. Well, yeah, but we talk about everything really and card. nothing as well. So, yeah, I didn't know you had a second card. But it's no, but this, this is what I mean. You will, it will, you will, they are inhuman, right? That's a really That's good point. I, mean, I, I think I've never put it like that. But yeah, we, I think we underestimate just how hard. It's kind of easy because they kind of didn't try. But to come up with that is fucking hard. Like to, yeah. to do that. And they, even though the quality declines, you know, what can you expect? I don't kind of think bad of them because the podcasts are not up to the standard of XFM. I just think they play on, you know, swearing and things and things that aren't that clever. But I'd never hold them to that standard because it's so no one else is great. And I don't think anyone like I was excited for the Outlaws, but under no circumstance was I thinking, oh, this is going to be like the XFM shows because nothing can be right. No, no, of course. Do you reckon there's a podcast, fan podcast like this about any other radio show that happened? Any? I don't even want to. I wouldn't even want to draw attention to any potential rival podcast. No, no, no. They're doing the one about what we're doing, but I'm saying about another radio show. I would love to do a fan podcast about the Adam and Joe shows. I, I don't. No, but I so, would. So just, just being clear, the only, I think we've carved things. out a niche here for ourselves, Gary. Like we're just going to review. I don't know. Maybe we'll do the day to day. We could do that. See, we could do Mitch and the Web look. We could review yeah, no, that. Of course, I'm not. Good. I'm not saying we should do these. It's just I don't think a radio show has had has got such a cult following. I agree with you there. That's 100%. nothing. Not to say uh, any quality that we add because yeah we don't. If you listen to today, you know that. <laughs> but there is a fan podcast, and we are doing this. I don't. I can't think of any radio show that only lasted sort of two or three years has a fan podcast about it. Yeah, I agree. Years ago. Yes. Case so point. They're only human. And, and it's fantastic what they do. Uh, Jake says, I like the fact that they use it and shows what an impact and impression the podcast had on them. I think that's a wonderful 
a point to make because you know it does serve as like little easter eggs when you spot these things you think you're the only one and you go oh no there are others no because ricky had done stand up at that time but when you do try and fight stand up it's a tiny little bit with that without playing the o2 that i have done and it's the cub to go on a couple of gigs you do think back to things like conversations that you might yeah. have had that are particularly funny and kind of yeah you can take that material i think it's fine it, he just doesn't do it well Hmm. But it's it's his stuff. It's and it's it's good as long as he didn't say literally do something and totally. It was definitely what Steve said, and he totally yeah. doesn't give credit. Or even if he just said it was a mate or something. Is my captain playing? Says I think when they they reuse it. Uh, in the XFM stuff, it felt like three mates chatting shit and either not knowing they told it or telling it again like friends do. Now I think we've all got taken the piss out of. Joby says, I'm really torn in one way. I feel a bit disappointed that when I tune in to see a new show, old references and jokes appear, which leaves me a bit cold. On the other hand, it's a thrill that's a link back to the early days and gives me hope they have fond memories. Is he talking about tuning into the stand-up? Ricky's stand-up now? Uh, I think I think just any shows any shows stand up whatever it is that's a good point but remembering kind of that standard is so hard to achieve that you can never hold them to that uh like the office visually i'd never hold them to that but there is a standard I but it's lovely to. i i i do agree with joe b though on the other hand it's a little thrill that the link back to the early days because so much of i think we as listeners are frustrated because we obviously want them to produce another xfm which they never will oh. but what's, what's what's really lovely is that they hold them in in high esteem and they remember them because we remember them yeah so you would hope that the the three people responsible for perhaps, you know, the finest period of their collective careers that they look back and they go, yeah, we did these shows. Yeah, there were nothing at the time, but actually they've had a really big influence. They help people with their mental health, with their sleep, their depression, whatever it is. But it's what a wonderful thing to have gifted people. I think all for different reasons. They've all kind of not disavowed it like it didn't happen. They've all kind of moved away from it for various for di- different reason each one and i can understand it's like they probably can't remember it like especially steve they know this there was naughty stuff but they can't remember what we know what it is because we know it so well but he just remembers there's naughty stuff so he wouldn't want that to kind of come out and him to be his career to be ruined. ricky's kind of well, i think one of the reasons ricky's gone in this way that he's gone kind of like cancel culture and he makes such a big thing of it is because he knows that those shows are out there now because he's got the audience who i uh, would not care about the offense they would stay with him in fact it would he would grow his audience would grow. Yeah, shows if someone came to shows and sort of tried to cancel it. That's one hundred percent. So he true. has put himself in that position, I think, because he knows that they're out there, and he's always known that he's out there. I think that's part of it. There's more reasons, but that's one part of it. I'll just do a couple more of these. Uh, Alex Aparty says, "Ariske have the right." to reuse the material because it's their material but it doesn't necessarily mean it's right if they do i watched some of the latest rg special and just felt a bit cheated on because i knew what was coming a couple of times inside the opening 10 minutes i, I think but that, he does oh just to one. back it up he says i imagine i slash we would be a minority in his audience nowadays uh though so it's completely new material to the majorities here also yeah. i suppose it's not his fault if I slash we happen to have consumed everything they have created uh, for radio 10 years time, 10 years times over and therefore know it all by heart. Yeah, I think that is very true. That's what I was trying to say, but that's made better. Very good way of putting it. It's not funny to us, but it's it's so valid to do because he's playing to audiences 
like if you take everyone who watches him on a tour, the vast majority won't know the XFM quotes. So I understand why he's going to yeah. use it back. But it's just that he doesn't do it in a funny mm. way to me. And he should have the right to. And just and just a couple of last ones. Richard O says, I have no I issue with it. I have no issue with it. I don't think there's an artist performer out there who doesn't have a reoccurring motif of some kind in their work. It's a byproduct of their experiences. And I think it's actually quite sweet when they hear a joke from the XFM days being referenced or reused. And yeah. Endless Mike finishes up uh, by saying, I think we can feel precious about it because we feel like members of a special XFM club and these are our jokes uh, and stories. It's not necessarily the re- the right uh, reaction to get annoyed, but uh, understandable. We f- we feel ownership, but it's kind of not. It's not for us. It just happens that we consume it so much. Like no one who's doing it in the media or arts or anything has people so obsessed with work they did twenty years ago that they couldn't reuse it. So, well, I guess singers, you know, once you've got a song, you don't kind of do that song again but you do I yeah but you, you do you do have purists yeah but yeah, you have yeah. purists some people who go how dare you cover that song like um you know jeff buckley's hallelujah or something then you can get these yeah. songs are very very famous but some people hate Perfect it when day. artists re- yeah that's another how many times has that been covered yeah but i um well, oasis is so like big and important to me but really it's just the first two albums after that i'm not nothing there's a couple of good tracks per album, and I'm happy to sort of say that. It doesn't mean I don't like them as much. I do. No. And I, 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 if I ever see Liam tweet, I'm right in there. And he ignores it. <laughs> but yeah, it's not going to, it really is the first two albums. But what do you yeah. expect? I mean, they're so good that I don't, I don't, I understand. It's okay that you didn't do a third one. That's great. Mm. I love you anyway. Leave. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm bored of talking to you, mate. And, and, um... and you can say that this time, and it'd be, I, I, there's no there's no quarrel from me that's correct because <laughs> we've been be talking good. we have been waffling for ages but um, i know, guys, I know. I'm, um, sorry. I'm sorry i'm sorry no no look i've enjoyed all... it like, me too we haven't done this for ages so it's nice to be back get energy because yeah because i've been just literally in bed because i'm so ill <laughs> i'm really joking but listen <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna be putting out episodes much more regularly now guys yeah. we've we've overcome the worst of it Ooh. gary's recovered from covid my much more serious uh, health it concerns really are currently in progress. I mean, and um, we really hope yeah. to um, be with you on a more consistent basis to see you through the entire of series four. No, that's very true. And I, I'm only joking about my health. You know, I'm doing it like from the other way. So I hope it, <laughs> it's clear that I'm saying that yours is more serious. Um, before we wrap up, though, and you teased it earlier, would you like to put a song into the Detroit Spinners Library? Uh, actually, but I did suggest it. So I think you I'll did? Be... you got to stick yeah, to I your think... word. Oh, can I? Uh, I've put Love Shine a Light. I mean, that would be relevant, this topical. For what? Love Shine a Light. For, For what? Katrina and the Waves. It was our Eurovision entry when we won it. Oh, we haven't done Eurovision, though. We haven't talked about Eurovision. It's good, Do you know but, what? No, Gary, you can put Love Shine a Light in. You haven't put it in before. I'm stunned that I haven't. Do you remember that week where I put something in and literally... You didn't even like last, it. It was the week before that I'd put it in and I'd forgotten. I, I worry. Do you know, I could have, why am I forgetting these things? Just go. Know. We, we anyway. have been talking a long time. So you're going to put in Love Shine a Light. What am I going to put in? Um, okay, so I went to... Uh, Just a five-minute to... discussion about what you're going to hear now to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, I'm going to put in... 
a song from a music artist that I saw quite recently. I don't go to many gigs these days, but I went to a gig with my girlfriend and her sister and my mother-in-law, I guess that's what you can call her. And it was at the London Coco, and, and she's an artist called uh, Henny and she's a, a Polish composer slash um, pianist. Her music is just unbelievable it's, it's out of this world and it's just so beautiful and it's just Buzz, you just melt Pat, when you listen he wants brownie points he wants <laughs> I do. A girlfriend he really so the does. song is called eden it's got no lyrics but it's just a be- beautiful concerto okay. incidentally and, uh, I, she isn't your mother in law not in law <laughs> not in legal terms that's a joke oh, don't get um, married anyway, because i don't want to do the speech <laughs> i can't wait for you to do my speech that's uh, the only but, reason i'm getting married <laughs> in a way uh, I'm planning it already. I sometimes I think of little lines I could put in. And oh, I'd love it. My memory Just back, a whole so. four minutes dedicated to me. Give me a couple of years, please. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, um, thank you for bearing with us, and I hope you've enjoyed these last two episodes. Anyway, um, love. I'm kicking the thing up. again. I've just noticed. Forgot about that. <laughs> you I, are. So, I do that. Can I just say, I'm loving this newfound optimism and bubbly vibes that you're giving no, off. Can we have no. more of this, please? No. <laughs> so I started taking Ritalin. I think that's yeah, is, is that what it is? No, okay. I did, yeah. I tell, I Maybe I should take some of that. Yeah. Or, right. or, or, or crack. More. Oh, no. right, but guys, I'm, not, well, I'm not happy. I'm just, I'm just active. Don't, he's don't alive. The and that's two. the best that we can hope for at this stage. And now you shall end the show with your yeah. next sentence. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Jeez. So sorry. Everyone.